Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. looking at the power of a uh, life-giving friendship and relationship. And so um, we have some uh, really great topics to talk about today and um, some guests that are going to help us unpack all of this or a guest that's going to help us unpack all of this. Um, And so we often hear the stories of the latest research on romantic relationships, but we hear a little bit about just little, not as much (laughs) about the powerful impact of friendships. And so we're going to talk about that today and what that really means and, and especially um, the importance of friendships within the context of intimate relationships. We don't really, um, I think, I don't think we dive in that um, into that quite enough. And, you know, I've been a part of a lot of relationship discussions um, and most of the time we're talking about communication between men and women and, um, and you know, and all those dynamics, cheating and um, you know, all that, but rarely do we really dive into friendship, which I believe is the foundation of a strong relationship. So we're going to talk about that today and uh, we're going to look at some trending topics. So I am really looking forward to today's show. It's one of my favorite things to talk about relationships in general. Uh, I would love to hear what you all have to say. So if you are on Facebook live, definitely join us. Get into some conversation with us by posting your comments, sharing your story, and we'll be sure to share that um, right here live on the show. So stay with us. We'll be right back on the live exchange. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, today we are talking about the power of friendships, the transformative power of friendships, and what that does for us. And I know that um, you know during different phases in our life, we experience friendship in very different ways. I know that in, you know, the growing up years, you have a certain set of friends maybe, and uh, those go good, go bad. I think there's probably a lot of difference, um, you know, depending on whether you are, you have a guy, girl, a a guy pack of friends or a girl pack of friends. Cause I want to say that my guy friends were a lot more (laughs) dependable less emotional, more stable <laughs> in terms of their friendship uh, than, than uh, the, the, the female friends that I had in uh, looking at high school. Um, now, college, there was a little bit of a different, you know, I, I, I think I had my first really strong girlfriend crew um, in college that, you know, we are still committed to one another and, and, you know, following each other's lives and all of that. But, um, but it's interesting to just kind of look at the evolution, uh, of friendship and what that does. And so, um, so I would love to hear your, your thoughts and your experiences about that. Um, one of the things that is interesting is if we look at the difference between, um, adulthood friendship and that dynamic um, versus the earlier years. And, you know, if you think about it um, as adults, you know, we are, you know, managing whole entire lives, possibly with families, possibly with our, um, um, you know, romantic relationships, our careers and all of that. And so it it really gives a different, um, it, it, it allows us to have a different perspective with friendships. And so when I look at, um, you know, really how my friendships have, I guess, um, you know, vibed with the career that I have, you know, in some cases, they they align very nicely with the career I have. And in, in other cases, um, you know, you'll find um, some some real conflict depending on whether or not they feel 
successful in what they're doing and, 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 you know, whether or not you feel free to talk about what you're doing. Um, and so depending on what's going on in your career and in your life, um, our friendship can, uh, you know, can, can either help propel that, um, or it can actually cause us to, um, you know, stumble backwards in some ways. And so what does your friendships do for you? One of the things that I, um, I did a, a, um, a video on this a few weeks ago, and it was about the, the whole idea of um, moving in silence versus not moving in silence. So we, we see the, these memes out there that say, you know, move in silence. In fact, I just saw one yesterday and it said, uh, move in silence, let your success um, speak for, you know, the work that you've done. And actually, the research says that we find joy in being able to share our successes and to talk about our successes um, with the people in our lives. So if we find ourselves in friendships or relationships or family dynamics that don't lend themselves to sharing our victories, then we really need to question the health of those relationships. Because does it mean that we are in a place where we don't feel safe enough to share? And if we don't feel safe enough to share, why is that? Are we, you know, is there a risk that what we say might be stolen or that our hopes and dreams might be dismantled or discouraged uh, by the people in our lives? And so I actually take a completely different take on this idea of moving in silence, which is to um, have people in your life who you can speak your victories to, um, who you can share your journey with. Um, and so there is no need to move in silence. And what the research says is that when we move in silence, um, we are actually stifling our joy. We are actually causing ourselves um, to muffle um, the the expression of joy that we would have if we were able to sail, you know, share and celebrate our victories with others. And when this happens, we are more likely to, um, I'm sorry, we are less likely to continue to rise. Um, and, and so it's actually contradictory um, what is being said, you know, about moving in silence because it 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 doesn't necessarily. Um, set you up for more success. Um, it sets you up to kind of, um, and it doesn't mean you can't be more successful, but when you are able to share your joy and express your joy and reap the results of that, it fuels you and it fuels us to keep moving forward. So when we think about the adult relationships and the adult friendships that we have versus the childhood friendships that we have, um, these are things that we have to take into account because now as adults, we're dealing with things like the career, like the family. And, you know, to what extent do we share? To what extent do we, you know, not feel safe sharing? So um, the other dynamic between adult and I'll just tell you kind of um, in my own. And I see Jamie says here, if you move in silence and the path to success is very lonely. Yes, we may need different connections, um, but we need people. And so, yes, we do need each other and we do need people and we do need be, to be able to say, guess what happened to me today? We do need to be able to um, have that place of safety where we can express what's going on in our lives. Um, I will say that I have certainly experienced transitions and friendships over the years um, as an adult. And um, in many ways, it has been surprising. It has been heartbreaking and it has been exhilarating because um, the ones that don't last, the ones that surprisingly 
um, become dismantled, um, are they make way for other relationships, other friendships possibly that um, are better fitting for where you are in your life at this time. So I have definitely experienced that transition. I've definitely experienced, um, you know, those, those moments where it's like, what's happening? I'm going to hold on with both hands. I don't want this thing to, to end. And so in a lot of ways, those friendships, um, you know, they, they teach us so much about what we need and what we don't need, whether we like it or not. So it's important for us to take those lessons and allow them to um, evolve the, the way that they need to evolve. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and go to break. And when we come back, we're going to be looking at some trending topics about a friendship turned relationship turned back to friendship. So stay with us and we'll be right back. All right. So trending topics um, for today, for this week, um, I... I, I don't tend to follow this couple necessarily the way that some people do. Um, the Kardashians um, were so Kim Kardashian West has filed for divorce, seeking to end an, a nearly seven year marriage to Kanye West that had become an endless source of celebrity news, family turmoil and brand sponsorships. Um, her spokeswoman said that they wouldn't elaborate on the fight on the filing for divorce, um, but it would dissolve the union that came to be known as Kim Ye. Miss um, Kardashian West, age 40, and Mr. West, age 43, have four children, North, St. Chicago, and Psalm. Their tumultuous marriage was tracked incessantly by the media, became fodder for occasional episodes of her long-running reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and was documented for millions on their Instagram and Twitter accounts. Um, you know, what's interesting about this, and, and I, I think what I find most intriguing about this particular situation is, um, you know, their relationship was very public. Um, but one of the things that they were struggling with was, is something that is a very serious and deep issue that a lot of us struggle with in silence in our relationships. And and that is, um, you know, mental health crises. And with Kanye West, um, they, they, you know, became very open about um, his struggle with bipolar um, syndrome. And, um, you know, he talked about it on, um, you know, interviews and talk shows. And um, Kim Kardashian talked about it as well. And just as recent as May of 2020, um, she was saying that, you know, she's going to stand by him, they're going to make this work, and they're going to, you know, do the work that it takes um, to get through this. And and I can't imagine, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's got to be incredibly difficult for both of them um, to struggle and to battle with this particular, um, you know, mental health challenge while they're trying to maintain a marriage, maintain the love for one another. Um, so what I do love is that I, um, is that, you know, Kim and Kanye have been very vocal about the fact that they are, they're amicable about this and that they're, they're maintaining their friendship. They're going to co-parent. Nobody's looking at getting at anybody. They have a prenup that they have agreed that they're going to stick with. So there's no, you know, ugly, nasty battles or anything like that going on, which I can really appreciate that this is something um, in which they're looking, you know, out for the, the best interests of their children, as well as the best interest for each other. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, you never really want to see uh, a relationship or a marriage um, come apart. Um, but I think, again, I think that foundation of friendship says a lot. I think when you really have a solid foundation of friendship and 
and you genuinely care about each other, when you're in a relationship, um, you know, that is going to make the relationship all the more stronger. And if, you know, that relationship ends, you still have that foundation that hopefully you can still draw upon, especially if you are um, still, you know, raising children together or collaborating together in, you know, some way, shape or form. So I, you know, I wish the best of luck to them. It's, you know, it's not a easy process. It's not blissful. And who wants that all out in the street? Who wants that to be, you know, the headline, you know, for their lives, although their lives are a big headline. (laughs) Um, But that's just the kind of thing that, you know, nobody really wants, you know, to to have to deal with in front of the entire world. So, um, you know, so I wish him well. And I, you know, I I think that it it appears that everything is going to be fine. Um, But, you know, what do you do? When you are interacting and engaging with um, a friend or if it's yourself um, who does struggle with a different, you know, different forms of mental health challenges. And, there, you know, and there and there are a number of them. And, you know, sometimes and it depends on sometimes whether or not we're aware of it, because we may attribute misattribute, you know, behavior to something that has nothing to do with what it actually is. You know, we might automatically say, oh, they're jealous when there is actually something much deeper going on. Um, We may automatically just, you know, um, label them as, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or if we get in a fight, we may not be sensitive enough to, you know, consider the, the experiences or the challenge that they may have going on in their lives. And so, um, I think it's really important for us to keep that in mind as we are navigating our friendships um, and to really pay attention, you know, and to be really, really be able to, um, I guess, adapt and, and ask about it and, and, you know, if, you know, and call it out. And I wouldn't say in a way that brings shame, but in a way that is enveloped in love, you know, how do you call out, you know, I, concerned because I see this happening. I see this particular behavior. Um, you know, how can I help? How can I, you know, uh, make this easier for you? Is there anything that I can do? Um, but that's an element of uh, adult, again, looking at, at the difference between adult relationships, friendships, and childhood friendships. We may not have the the, the understanding as uh, children teenagers, preteens, maybe even college students to recognize that something is going on, that there may be a mental health challenge going on with my friend. Maybe there is a severe depression. Um, You know, maybe there's an eating disorder. Maybe there's, you know, there's a lot of different things that it can impact um, the way that we show up as friends. Um, Now, as adults, we also may struggle to see those things as well, because we just may not be trained you know, to recognize those kinds of things. But there's more information um, that is coming out, you know, that that hopefully um, will allow us to be a little bit more um, aware of possible red flags and, and signs and signals that, that, you know, may say, you know what, I need to check on my friend. I need to make sure that they're okay. I, I, something is not right. Something is off. Um, and that does not always go well. You know, the checking in can sometimes backfire on us. Um, but the way that I look at it is what is the greater consequence? You know, if I don't address this, if I don't say anything, if I remain silent, if I take the abuse, because sometimes, you know, this the behavior is can be abusive. Um, you know, if I just allow that, 
what is the greater consequence? Is it better for me to say something so that we can actually um, get to the bottom of it and resolve it? I, I am a proponent for communication, you know, so always, always, always communication um, is, is what is going to help bring us um, to higher levels of, of engaging with one another. So think about that. Um, mental health, friendship, relationships. And, um, you know, the more that we're aware, um, the richer um, we can be for somebody else's life. So, uh, so anyway, I um, got so much more to say about that. We're going to go to a break and, um, and we've got some trending topics coming up. I'm sorry, not trending, but some research coming up that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, so stay with us. There's so much more. We'll be right back on the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and um, welcome back. And I'm, uh, we're talking about um, the power of life-giving friendships and what that means. And, you know, I, I, I think that we don't necessarily give enough credit to the power of our friendships. I mean, we've just, we've just spent an entire year, almost an entire year um, facing the coronavirus and dealing with, um, you know, a lot of different political challenges that we've seen over the airways, whether we are news watchers or not, um, some of that stuff has still um, impacted us in some way, shape or form. Um, the the civil, um, you know, uh, the social justice movements, the, you know, the protests, Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, imagery, of, of um, black men being killed by police officers um, or and civilians in Ahmaud Arbery's case. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a lot, you know, all of these things take a toll on us. And I have to say that the connections that I have in my life, the people that I love and care for, and the friendships that I have in my life have been the very things that have helped get me over through this year that have, that have just helped sustain me and keep me of sound mind um, through this year. And so I, you know, I think maybe this year we may have been able to get a, have a greater appreciation for what those connections do for us. Um, you know, nights on Zoom, jumping on Zoom just to connect if we are not in a situation where we can be face-to-face and in person, you know, um, not being able to do our um, regular hanging out and um, dinners and all of those things that we normally do, but finding ways to modify that. I think maybe this year we, we I hear something, <laughs> finding ways to, um, you know, to still fulfill that need for connection because we do have a need for connection um, and doing that in a creative manner. So, yeah, so the friendships have been a crucial part of, of, pulling through some of the most challenging um, aspects of the past year that we've um, experienced. That power of friendship um, is also one that, that lifts us up that, you know, gives us strength when we feel that we just can't do this anymore. I can't tell you, you know, how many times with my own business pursuits, with the, um, you know, the Academy of Creative Coaching, um, with Tandem Light Press, how many times I, I'm just done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm over it. It's too much work. Um, and it wasn't even the work. It's when the work that you do doesn't look like it's manifesting into anything. It just kind of feels like you're spinning your wheels and nothing's happening. Um, you know, it's, it's those friends 
who, you know, can say, look, you got to keep pushing. You know, I'm counting on you. What you're doing is empowering and is in, you know, impacting me and is inspiring me. So, no, I'm going to stand behind you and I'm going to keep you motivated, you know, to keep doing this. And so, um, you know, so those kinds of friendships can be particularly powerful. And a lot of times, sadly, people avoid those friendships um, because they've been hurt before, because they've been damaged before, and um, and they don't necessarily want to experience that again, so they isolate themselves. Um, we have a question from Jamie Moranzi. Are there red flags to look for in adult friendships? And um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I think that those um, red flags, you know, anything I think that is, that sucks the life out of you is a red flag. It doesn't mean automatically I need to end this friendship. I need to get out of this friendship. But if it is a friendship that sucks the life out of you, you see the phone and and, and their name pops up and it's like, oh God, I can't do this today. <laughs> that can be a momentary thing. It can be temporary or it can be an indication that this is not a friendship that is growing you, that's bringing you life, um, that is pouring into you, and that maybe you are doing all of those things for them, but it's not being reciprocated. Now, of course, there are seasons, phases, and all of that in our lives in which we are um, in which we need to give some grace, you know, because things happen, people go through challenging seasons and, and we've got to be willing to give that grace. However, we also have to know when to pull back if something is having a profoundly negative impact on us and our own lives and what, it, you know, and, and, and know how to um, respond to that. So that's one thing. You know, if, if that if that friendship is one that is sucking the life out of you, um, if you are constantly in a situation where you have to defend yourself because they don't believe in what you're doing, they don't believe in who you are or they are critical of your personality, of maybe the quirky side of you, um, you know, if, if you are always feeling on the defense because you're not feeling fully accepted, then I think that's another indication of, um, you know, you know, a friendship that's a red flag. Um, you shouldn't have to, you should be able to, friendships should be a place of psychological safety. Friendships should be a place where you can let your hair down. You can be yourself. You know that you're going to be loved and accepted. Even if you make a mistake, even if you look silly even if you walk into a bad relationship that they told you was bad and you realize it was bad and then, you know, they still love you. So it is a place, it should be a place of psychological safety. If it's not, if you're constantly having to guard yourself, shield yourself, move in silence, then that's an indication that it's not a safe relationship. It's not a safe friendship. Um, and so those are some things that, you know, you really want to keep in mind, um, you know, when looking at these, you know, different kinds of um, friendships. One of the things that I, another myth that I've heard that I don't necessarily ascribe to because I've done exactly the opposite um, is, you know, you don't do business with friends and family. You know, you just keep that separate. Don't, don't do business with friends and family. And I have actually experienced the bright side of the exact opposite. 
Um, within my business, I have brought in friends um, who I trust dearly. And, uh, you know, and there, and that does take some discernment because all friends are not a match <laughs> for your business. All friends are not a match for, um, you know, everything that you may need. But I just so happen to have a, a great collective of friends who are perfect for certain areas, who have um, strengths that I don't have, um, who have insight and experience that I don't have, and are also very dedicated to not only my success, but also the success of the business. And that dedication and that heart that they have for me and that they also have for the business translates to an unparalleled commitment to the growth and the prosperity of what we're all doing together. Um, I will stress again that not every friend is equipped or right for, you know, um, for doing business with you. Um, and, and with, and, and by doing business with you, I mean, actually joining you on the business endeavor on the business venture. Um, not necessarily where you are, um, you know, taking services and exchange of services with each other. I, that part I'm not, I, I don't do a whole lot of, but in terms of having them as part of my team where we grow together and we build together and we vision together, um, that has been just absolutely powerful. And I've had um, a really positive experience with that. Now, has there, have there been any um, outliers with that? Has there been, you know, situations in which it didn't work out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but you also need to realize you have to be, you know, mindful of the fact that everybody is not a fit for everything, um, that everybody is not necessarily um, equipped or um, even interested in your baby <laughs> the way that you are interested in your baby. And so, um, and people have lives, things happen. And so, um, so we have to be willing, you know, to, to give grace in those situations as well. So, Work with friends and family? I, I absolutely think so. So let's bring the family element into this as, you know, since, you know, we're speaking friends and family and work and all of that. I think, again, that just like with romantic and intimate relationships, that connections with family members also need to have a strong foundation of friendship. Um, friendship is really just the core, I believe, of life-giving and powerful, positive connections. Um, because if that is at the foundation, ideally speaking, if it's a safe situation, there's, necess there's not necessarily um, a risk of, of uh, what am I trying to say here? You, you have, you're, you're in a safe place and your friendship, Gains you. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Your friendship actually can sustain you through some of the most challenging times that the two of you or the group of you um, may experience. And so when at the end of the day, if the romance dies um, at the end of the day, if, you know, the, the family connection, let's say it's, um, you know, siblings, cousins, parent, child, at the end of the day, 
there may be some challenges as it pertains to those titles. But if you have a foundation of friendship um, with all of those connections, then it, it allows you to, to have something to stand on when things, when times get shaky, when times get rough. And so that is the foundation that I encourage us to establish, no matter what the relationship is, no matter what the goals are, that we establish a foundation for that um, from the very beginning. So stay with us. I would love to hear your thoughts. So definitely join us on Facebook Live on the Sensation Station Network page. And um, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, we are going to be looking at a little research on friendship. Um, This one is from an article entitled The Evolution of True Friendship by Gus Cooney. And um, it's looking at some of the the evolved, you know, just kind of the phases of evolution in friendship and, and what we may see. Um, at these different phases. And so one is um, being indebted to those who help us in the time of need. And so, you know, sometimes friendships are established because somebody has helped us, because somebody has been there for us. Um, And as a result, we have this sense of obligation, you know, just to make sure that we pay back, that we give back. And and that can really create a a really interesting dynamic in the friendship um, in which there is just kind of this in, um, you know, uh, it is it is a subconscious hierarchy that's going on, whether or not both people feel that. Um, but but certainly the person who was helped, um, you know, may feel this sense of um, this diminished sense of hierarchy, you know, where the person who helped them in some ways may be above them in some way, shape or form. And that profoundly impacts the interaction and, and the way that friendships play out because um, there is just this imbalance um, in, you know, worth and value uh, according to what both people bring to the table. Um, the most obvious consequence of this, as, as Gus Cooney has said, is that we feel indebted to those who's helped us during rough times. And, um, we all know people who are in friendships that are otherwise not very healthy, but they remain in them because said friend helped them at a critical juncture. And so that brings up the second challenge of this is that you then don't necessarily want to back out of the friendship. You stay engaged even when that friendship is toxic. So even when the person who has helped you perhaps won't stop telling you that they helped you (laughs) or they, you know, they use it against you or they look down upon you. Because that happened again, that speaks to that 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 um, mixed matched um, hierarchy kind of that's going on with the friendship, and so when that happens, it kind of uh, causes people to stay in friendships longer than they need to, um, because they feel indebted to that person. The other one, number two, is seeking friends who are unique. And this kind of goes to what I was saying about the entrepreneurial thing, where I have friends who work with me who have gifts and talents that they bring to the table that I don't have, you know, they, they're better at some of the things that they, you know, that they're doing than, than it would be if I did it. And so, um, so really kind of having that collective of people, um, 
is is kind of another strategy, you know, but it, it's a double edged sword, you know, because obviously it's a great thing if you have people um, who have strengths that you don't have. Um, and so you definitely, you know, want to utilize that and, and, you know, find strength and value in that. Um, an example of this is, you know, um, you have an appreciation for the skills they do um, that, you know, you don't have. And so you're like, wow, she's such a great actress. She's such a great singer. She's such a great this and that. And it allows us to kind of live vicariously a little bit through them because it's like, we love to see it. Um, so at first it seems obvious why our friends would, you know, notice that we have unique traits, you know, the things that we bring to the table. Um, but the hidden evolutionary logic, um, of our, is that, Perhaps we choose our friends in the first place, the first place based on um, who is most likely to appreciate our weakness, our, our uniqueness. So there might be a level, you know, there's always a level of toxicity. There's always that one side. There's like it could be totally healthy. It could be totally toxic. And so the toxic side of this is possibly finding ways to be um, appreciated um, by being that unique person, you know, by being kind of the token person in your friend group who can do X, Y, and Z. And that's what you become known for, um, as opposed to just being genuinely appreciated for who you are in total. Um, if we pick friends who value you, value our unique traits, then, um, we're hard to replace. And so then we, you know, we make sure that we have created a, permanent spot or an irreplaceable spot in somebody's life. Um, and it's less likely that they would, you know, ditch us. Um, and so our friends become, uh, our, our friends are more likely to be there for us when it counts. And so it can be a good thing and it could be a codependent thing. So we have to be, we have to really pay attention um, to why we're doing what we're doing and, um, and, and just make sure that at the root of it, at the core of it, that it, that it is indeed genuine. So if they are appreciating you for the unique traits you bring to the table, um, you know, ensure that that's a genuine thing. And if you are embracing people or you are a part of uh, a friendship, um, you know, collective that appreciates you or because you're the one unique person, be sure that it's not just about security and just about they won't reject me because I do this, but more so about the genuineness of the connection that, that you have with the group or the individual. And then the difficulty of modern friendships, right? So <laughs> this implication, uh, well, the nature of our friendship um, might also explain why so many people find it difficult to form close relationships. Um, we're all living longer. We're all healthier and we have safer lives than any time in recorded history. So while this is a good thing, it also means that many of our friendships have never been tested. You know what I mean? So there's not this great, well, except for this last year in 2020, <laughs> but in general, there haven't been these great catastrophes that we've experienced that have really forced us to test our friendship, to test the strength of it, to test loyalty, to test whether or not somebody is going to be there through you, for you truly through thick and thin. Um, so in order to know that somebody has you ba your back, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it, it, it takes a, a major event or some kind of, um, you know, conflict to know how, how do we fare through that? What is it that we do? How do we treat each other? Do we tear each other down? 
Do we build each other up? Do we give grace to one another? I'm going to keep saying grace throughout this show because I think it's something that we don't have enough of, especially nowadays, um, you know, in the social media world, somebody says something, somebody does something and next thing you know, it's over. Um, and so I think that what's so important is, is the willingness and the, and the ability to offer grace, um, particularly when somebody is facing something that's, that's challenging. Last year was tough. Um, and some people dealt with it much better than others. Much people, you know, some people were, you know, in a in a place of I got this, I'm going to be fine, and I can keep myself going. And others were, I don't know how I'm going to breathe in the next moment. I don't know how I'm going to get through the next day. Um, and so when you have those extremes that are happening, um, you know, it certainly can take a toll on, um, our experience with friendship. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so those are just some things that, that, that's important to consider and think about as we are navigating through our friendships, because these times are not easy. Um, and, and I think human connection is a greater need now than possibly any other time of our lived lives of this entire, you know, cohort of living people right now. This is probably, um, the time in which human connection has been felt, the lack of human connection has been felt more than any other time. And so we need our friends. We need our connections. We need our people. Um, with that in mind, um, we're going to wrap up this hour um, shortly. But first, we're going to go to break and we come back. Um, let me give you some thoughts before we introduce our guest for the second hour. Stay with us. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And today we are talking about the power of life doing friendships. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think is important for us to embrace is what friendships mean um, as the basis of an intimate relationship. Um, I think one of the, the, the best um, relationships that I've had are those that really do start with a strong foundation of friendship and have found that they return to friendship, that they, they go back to that um, phase of friendship if the friendship is indeed um, genuine. And so those are, you know, and, you know, and it, and it just seems that in this day and age, um, when it comes to intimate relationships, especially, and, I, and I'll probably speak more to my generation, you know, because now we're in our 40s, um, we're in our 50s, and there's this rush um, to you know, lock it in, you know, if, you know, in the advent of all this online dating and so forth, it's like, well, you know, and I keep hearing it. If they're not ready to, you know, you know, commit or take it offline or whatever um, within a few weeks or within this amount of time, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And I just have such a completely different approach. I just kind of have this approach of a slow build of, you know, um, just how, you know, it, it can really create a strong foundation um, for the relationship or whatever it end up, ends up becoming when we allow for that slow build, when we allow for that, um, you know, really getting to know each other, um, you know, seeing each other through all four seasons and, you know, all of that stuff to me, I find really valuable. And I see a lot, you know, um, where, where people are like, I'm not wasting my time. You know, what, what am I doing here? Why am I wasting my time? And I think that 
you know, any kind of relationship or connection that you want to build, I don't see it being a, a waste of time, even if it doesn't work out. Um, it's not a waste of time if you are maintaining healthy and strong relationships. You know what I mean? Um, and so if you are, on the other hand, allowing toxic relationships and toxic behavior, um, you know, to be a part of your life, I still wouldn't call it a waste of time because hopefully, I mean, it's there because you got to learn from it. There's something you need to learn if you're allowing this to to be a part of your life. Um, But when a relationship is life-giving, a friendship is life-giving and lo and behold, it doesn't turn into marriage. That doesn't mean it was a waste of time. It means that, that we have in, you know, we've ex- exercised the practice of being a friend. We've exercised the practice of what it of, of what it actually means to build a positive and strong relationship, and that in and of itself is victorious. So, I I just want to encourage us to be willing to take our time and slow down and not be in such a rush to get to that final destination, um, but to understand that that our relationships and our connections are indeed a journey. Um, so I, 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 are we going to break now? Right. So is that a break? So we're going to a break and then when we come back, we'll, um, we'll be at the top of the hour. All right. Welcome to the second hour of the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And today we are having a conversation about friendships and relationships and the power of life-giving friendships and what all of that means. And so I, um, for this second hour, have um, want to introduce you to our guest who is going to help us unpack this conversation uh, about friendships and relationships. Uh, so um, Keisha Lee is a Gemini award-winning Toronto-born artist um, who has had music in her soul from a very young age. She loves to stay close to her musical roots in Jamaica, singing gospel and classical, singing in gospel and classical choirs. Music became a part of the artist. The art, the heart and soul has always come first for the singer, songwriter, and musician. Lee digs deep into hers and brings us along for the ride. Soul R&B, reggae, or dancehall, it's clear that the multi-talented artist has a voice to be reckoned with. Welcome, Keisha Lee. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. It's so great to have you. I look forward to hearing about your music and how that music connects with love. <laughs> right. First, let me say, I think, I think it's my fault why we didn't, um, I think we might have met earlier and that would have been my fault. So I apologize for that. And I would have preferred if I, I think I had a little mistake there. So excuse oh, me, forgive me. And and I, I'm I'm hoping we're you know we're oh yeah still, and you guys can hear me well and we're still you are you're totally fine you're okay. totally fine but thank you and I love your locks by the way thank absolutely you. gorgeous thank you. <laughs> so are you currently in Jamaica right now no no I'm I'm in Brampton <laughs> okay okay all right um, so tell us a little bit about your your musical journey you know how did you get to where you are um, and where are you you know right now what what's your career looking like right now. Um, right now, I'm grateful for where I'm at because I've been able to expand on my teaching. Um, and I'm, I'm working um, at Sheridan College uh, teaching voice. And um, right. also, I'm still um, 
I'm working. I'm working on my music uh, in a different way. I'm moving into a little bit of a diff- uh, some different style. Still, still me, still my genre, but sort of exploring um, some different styles. So, putting out some new music over the next year. And this last song that I put out um, is sort of um, as far as mentally the things that have been going on. I, I overall, I want my music to be uh, music that people can resonate with people that people can um people feel there's a message for them of upliftment and um and so i think this is the beginning of a new phase i've always sort of you know sung reality music things about life but i there's a i've I've matured you know what i mean i'm not a kid anymore and um and i feel like i i want to be really specific about what i put out and if I'm in a negative time, because I'm a human being, I go through stuff, you know, <laughs> Right. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, I want to be real with myself, but I don't necessarily want to put out too much negative. Um, and so I want to find that balance between yes, being real about real life, but also um, knowing that I, you know, I have a responsibility to put out, um, to uplift people, to, to help people along the way, if I'm using my voice um, in a public manner. Right, right, absolutely. You know, and I love that because I'm I'm very much about voice, um, and not in the way you know, not not the singing pretty voice, but the voice that gives a message. And I think, <laughs> and I think the work that you do, um, it does it lends itself to putting a message out there. And I know you talked about sometimes you go through things, um, and and as we all do, um, what do you think is the most important message that you put out through your music? Um. I I think I think it's in this last song. I think it's in Got Somebody. I think it's um it's it's a strength in togetherness and not just mm. with um not just with other people, but with yourself. With 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 the most high, with with your creator. You know what I mean? To have that strength within you, because that strength within you is only gonna better the relationships, you know, you know, outward. So oh, um, gosh, I, love that. I, I feel like maybe it's that I maybe I think I've touched on it in other songs before, but maybe I understand it better now, you know, and I feel yeah. more, my heart is more in it now, you know, so yeah, I love it. Well, you know, I want to delve into that, that, that piece within that, that you're talking about. Um, we're we're going to go to a break when we come back. I want to dive into that a little bit. So, um, so everybody stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. Um, I'm Dr. Pamela, and today I am joined by Keisha Lee, um, musician, songwriter, artist. And um, in the last, right before the break, you were telling me, you were telling us about um, how your last song was really, um, you know, about really just the internal self and how important getting that part together is to any kind of relationships that you would want to establish um, or that you already have. Um, Can you speak a little bit more to that? You know, how did you come to this realization i think that um i think that in knowing yourself um then you know what you what you want what you don't want um uh, things you start to know what you want to live with what you want to deal with in your life and it becomes less about uh, less about people uh that you just feel you know good energy with or people you feel you know an attraction to or people that you know you may have there's some people are, you know, they'll save, you know, some people are in your life for a season. Not everybody's going to be with you for the whole time, you know? And so there'd there's a reason for that. And then you move on for that. And there's no beef or there's no bad energy towards it. Sometimes not even understanding that too, like how, um, yeah. how uh, 
we interweave, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that we'll always stick together all the time because we're one big family, right? Right. So I think in knowing yourself, in um, understanding the God in you, you know, and feeling confident in that, uh, feeling strength in that, feeling uh, when you're, you don't feel alone because you have that, you have that inner strength, then the relationships I think that you cultivate are going to be stronger, you know? Yeah. Um, they're not going to be codependent. Um, they're going to be mm-hmm. of purpose. Um, you know what I mean? They're going to be elevating for, for everyone involved, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's hard for a lot of us to get there. Um, like I'm putting out, like, I can't, I'm not saying, oh yes, I've, I'm there a hundred percent, you know, but because a lot of us, especially in the black community, we know we've come from a lot of toxicity, you know what I mean? Um, and we're, and especially, you know, those of us who are first generation Canadians, you know, um, our Caribbean parents coming to, um, Canada, the States, like the hardships that they had to deal with in just creating a new life without their family, you know, and visiting, right. you know, um, just think of the toll that took on us, the kids, you know, um, and, and although they did their best, there is, that is within us, you know, and so there's things that we have to work through, um, and things that we've been through because of even, you know, we can go back to what we've been through in the last 400 years, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. So, there's um there's a reworking of a mindset and I see it I see it happening I guess I guess we all we all see it with each generation we're all you know helping each other to grow and elevate and um and and we have our waves you know we 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 learn new concepts and as we grow we I mean we can't be perfect you know we we're up and around, <laughs> we're up and down but I think we are now waving or maybe spiraling you know up. Um, collectively to a higher consciousness and I, there's I just feel like there's a lot of healing in our community and it's, it's great yeah I, you know it's a couple things that you said um, you know just kind of if we're looking at you know in the black community 400 years of just trying to be seen as human beings <laughs> just to get some you know level of respect um, you know how that can profoundly impact the way that we interact with one another you know um, when one of us makes it, it's like, are we going to take the others along with us or are we going to, you know, fight to just continue to be accepted? I saw a quote yesterday that said that I hope my ancestors will forgive me for fighting to sit at a table that I had no business sitting at, mm. meaning that that particular mm. table really didn't, isn't about doing justice to any of our other people, but I made it. I thought, whoa. Mm. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious to know, um, just about your connections right now, you know, the, the interactions that you have in this moment, um, that are life-giving for you. Are you finding that in your career journey that you have those connections or, you know, have some of them transitioned out actually? Um, I think that, hmm. well, I will say this. I say that every connection that I've had has been definitely important. I know you, you touched on that and I agree and resonate with that, that every, every connection I've had in my business has been important to my growth because there's so much that I didn't know. I come from, I don't come from a musical family. I don't come from the music mm-hmm. business background. I'm just learning everything myself. So I've learned, I definitely have taken now, I've taken it <laughs> as lessons, you know, um, and I appreciate everyone that's been with me on this journey. Everyone's been integral. Everyone's been important because the lack of anybody would have meant the, um, the lack of where I am right now. Um, yeah. 
and and where I will be in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years, et cetera, right? Um, there are people in my life, they're definitely teachers and there's been, um, you know, um, spiritual, uh, you know, physical, spiritual um, guides that I've had that have helped me out a lot, definitely. Um, and sometimes, and sometimes things just happen to me, um, you know, so I, I, in all, I contribute everything to the Most High because though that's what's bringing in the help, you know. Yeah. Um, I have my, I have my, my good, good friends and, you know, I'm grateful for, for them. We definitely have a mutual exchange of being there for each other and checking on each other. Yeah. You know, I think that's really important. Um, it's important to know that when you're going through someone, like I do say this in the song and I, I mean, it's not cliche that you can call somebody, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and so for me, been Tasha, <laughs> so big up, Tasha. big up Tasha, <laughs> you know? and yeah. um, and and there's been a few other people, and then and then of course I, I do my best to be there for everyone, and I think the best thing about these connections and what the reason why I think it's really important to have that strength within yourself is that we don't get codependent because in this, yeah. especially in these uncertain times, we don't truly know the deep depth of what everyone's going through on the inside, you know, even right. some of our closest, closest, closest people, you know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if we can connect and maybe not to know all the details of the inner work, but just to laugh, just to smile, just to share, et cetera, then I think um, that's what, that also is a strength thing that we need. We need to continue. Um, and that's what I'm expressing in God's Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so I, we're going to take a break and then um, I'm, I'm going to share some research um, when we come back. I would love to hear your thoughts on. So, um, so everybody stay with us and we'll be right back on the live exchange. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and um, I am joined by Keisha Lee, who is um, helping me with this conversation about friendships and relationships and just really the power of that and um you know i love that your last song just so happened to deal with some of those internal parts of us that have a, everything to do with how our friendships pan out um just to kind of share um some research um Robin Ian McDonald Dunbar, she's a psychologist at University of Oxford and conducted a review of the literature that really just looked at friendships and how they fared through COVID. And what she basically found was that the impact of the pandemic on, on um, friendship is likely to be fleeting. So whatever we experienced with our friendships through the pandemic um, is likely to be a fleeting experience that we are likely to get back to business as usual as friends, um, you know, if we, you know, continue on and once things kind of die down, um, you know, but there's, and it's because we've just become so fragile um, with witnessing, you know, so many deaths, deaths of loved ones, um, you know, uh, you know, having friends and families members who have possibly, uh, had COVID and, and all of those things make us so much more fragile and much more sensitive to each other's needs and, and really just kind of seeing the fragility of life um, has actually strengthened 
friendships and connections in so many ways, but it's also exposed things. It's also exposed the ways, you know, where the weaknesses are and the ways in which we still struggle. Um, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Oh, okay. When I look at the definition of friendship, a friend, it says a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typical one exclusive of sexual or family relations. Okay, so one of a bond of mutual affection. Now, I think that, yes, I think you kind of said it. Oh, gosh, this thing is stuck on my bracelet, sorry. <laughs> you said it, that we are in a time of, it's an emotional time, you know what I mean? And we are bonding through... We are bonding through what we know and what we're going through mutually, right? And that's right. why I think it's in, I, when you say what the, um, the the quote had said, the these relationships would be fleeting. Yeah, they might be. They might be. And, yeah. um, and maybe that's not the word. I don't really like that word, but I get it, you know? Yeah, because right. you're going through something right now that you can connect with, that you can speak about. But when you move on past the, when we get into the next phase of it, will you still have that mutual thing happening, right? And then it's to look at the relationships do we have. Do we have to put these demands on people that because we have a connection in this time on this topic, do we have to connect on every topic now? Or, or we can never connect right. again, or there's something wrong with you or something wrong with me, or it's something negative, or is this a season that we need to grow and learn together, uh, help uplift each other, and then move on, you know what I mean? And right. and, and interweave with others or come back, or I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure what it's supposed to be, you know? Who's to yeah. say that there is a specific way to define it? I have a friend... Um, Ebony, we've been friends since we were seven years old. We've gone months without speaking to each other. You know, yeah. we've gone, we've actually gone a year without speaking to each other and nothing negative at all. Nothing negative at all. I went off to go live somewhere else and new life and this and that came back. And it was like, it was like, you know, we were seven and 10 and 16 and 20 again, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so I guess it just, it depends if you can, for me, it's always, it's the seasons, you know, cause a lot of yeah. the same. There's been lots of people who have been in and out of my life. And then I can look back and, and tell you, on you know, I have a hand of people who've been there from the beginning, too. And those mm. people are not the, usually the people that are in my every single day, you know, because they, yeah. don't, do, they don't do music or, you know what I mean? Right, but, right. But we're still there for each other, you know. Um, so I think that. I just, I look at relationships differently now. I just look at it as, I'm, I'm just appreciating the present, you know? Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah. And I'm not putting any demands on the future for what either either of us may need, want, et cetera, you know? Just sort of flow right. with. And I, and I think that's, that's, I think it's, for me, it's good. It works. Yeah, yeah. I know, I love it. I mean, really just focusing in on the moment. And what, because what happens, what is... Sometimes um, when we focus too much on the past or some challenges that we may have had in the past, um, that can disrupt the peace of the present, right? Or when we worry about the future, um, that can disrupt the peace of the present. So I, I think it's wonderful to honor the present as it's here um, and, and to make the most out of that. Um, I, you know, with regards to some ugly truths about friendships, um, mm -hmm. 
you know, you know, some ugly truths about friendships. Um, I think number one is that they may not always last yes. forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of the heartbreaking part, because when we've really just given our poured ourselves into somebody, a friend, and then either it just kind of you just gravitate apart or there's an all out falling out. Right. Um, you know, those are things that impact us. And, yep. you know, how do you tend to deal with that kind of thing? You know, when it when a friendship seems to be unraveling, it's time for it to end. I'll tell you, I try to hold on with both hands for as long as I can. <laughs> um, how, you know, how do you handle it? Um, I, uh, okay. What happens with me, I guess <laughs> uh, it's changed. It's changed. I've, I've, I've been accepting of when something like I, as a can, I'm a cancer sign. I'm a water sign. It takes a lot okay. for me to let go of anybody. I mean, I'm yeah. like, I'm with you. I'm your ride or die, whoever you are. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you can mess up to the worst, and I'm like, okay, let's talk about this next week then. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to leave my people. I'm not trying to. Yeah. But because I give so much of myself, and because people mean so much to me at the point where I realize it's hurting me too much, I cut yeah. clean. I cut so clean. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I don't hold a negative with that. I, 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 I cut with an acceptance that you being in my life is hurting me. Okay. You know what I mean? But I'm not going right. to, I'm not going to bad mouth you. I'm not going to talk your business. I, I mean, I'm going to have to go through my healing. Right. And so, be real so I'm going to stop you because yeah. I, I want to dive into that. How to leave okay. clean. Um, yeah. So when we come back, I want to talk about that. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> we'll okay. be back. All right. Welcome back to Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And today I'm joined by Keisha Lee, who is here. We're discussing friendships. And um, right before the break, um, Keisha, you said that, you know, when you when it is time to leave a relationship or a friendship, and it's not something we love having to do, unless you're maybe... I won't call out the signs, <laughs> you know, no, I can't I won't call out some signs like y'all let people go in a heartbeat, but let me stop. Let me not do that. <laughs> but, you know, but you mentioned, you know, the idea of leaving clean, you know, and, and not, you know, bashing the person. What does that look like? You know, and especially if there's a lot of hurt and, and perhaps anger that's harbored there, how do you leave clean? Well, in the, I'm going to give you three different ways of looking at this. There's past me who would literally cut clean. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's always been I'm a part of me um, after, you know, after giving so much that I would, as long as it's resolved, like I, I'll, I'm a communicator. I'll talk about if I have a problem, you know, with one, two, three out of five, we have talking about that one, two, three over and over and over. <laughs> right. And, so, and at the end, I'll say, okay, you know what? I can't live that one, two, three. So, and then I, yeah. that's it, you know? And I did, mm-hmm. I've done that in at all levels of mutual bonding of friendships, all levels of friendship. I wouldn't do that right now. Um, my cut clean means something different to me right now. So when it comes to my um, friendships now, if there's something that um, is hurting me more, you know, we don't, there's not a, it's hurting me more than, you know, and it's not coming back around. Right. Then mm-hmm. I got to decide in my mind that I got to decide in my mind to step back from that and decide what's hurting. Like if someone is, you know, I, I, I keep it a little more simple now. Like I, I don't, 
feel like we should actually. Mm. <laughs> I try my best. I'm going to say, I can't say 100% life isn't black or white, right? It's not going on. But I try not to actually cut people off anymore. I try to understand where they're at, where I'm at. And I cut mm-hmm. the, I cut that part of me that needs that part of them. Mm. so to speak you understand what I'm saying so right I I did have a situation I would say over the last couple years where and the person wanted to speak about it and and I didn't I didn't there's two things I said to myself well I don't want to tell you you're doing something wrong I'm not better than you you know what I mean but there's something you're doing that's that that is affecting me right and I know you don't want to change I know this is you and you don't give up you know what I mean so yeah so at that point, when I know we've spoken, I know that this, am I going to keep hurting myself now? You know what I mean? So, so at that point I cut from, you know, maybe speaking about certain things with that person, because I know if I do, then it's going to hurt me. Right. And they had a problem with that. Well, how come we can't speak about that anymore? How come? And I'm like, you know, I don't have anything on that to say. I don't have anything I want to say. And I just, and I left it and I left it at that and. And right. if they want to accept that, great. Then you know what I mean. And if not, and it's a simpler way. Some people maybe make it a little unsimple, but it, it's a simpler way to look at it. And I still and then that to me, that's a clean cut. That's not a cut. That's a clean cut because now my energy is right. not attached to that negativity. And I haven't created yeah. this big beef with somebody over something small. I mean, life is about so much bigger you know what i mean and i don't like the right. thought, i don't like the thought of losing the connections especially in a time where we need to be more together but we right. need to love ourselves and we need to not accept to be treated right you know but like, absolutely right but you can fall we like if someone's treating me bad i could fall into toxicity by going after that well, you did this you did that and getting into that whole thing you know and mm-hmm. so to avoid that i think it's just say you know what this doesn't work for me in my life you know this person talks all my business and right that doesn't work for me there's no point in me arguing with them that's who they are <laughs> you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but this doesn't work for me there are other people out there that like that lifestyle right yeah and yeah. so and and again I'm not better than anybody so I just know that who I am this doesn't work for me this hurts me I think that's a powerful basis for friendship is they are who they are and I'm going to allow them to be who they are. I'm not going to try to strong arm them into being somebody else. Yes. Um, and I think we struggle with that um, as a society. I, I'll just say, generally speaking, um, you know, we judge each other, you know, we'll, we'll look at what they're doing and look at the lifestyle they're living and look at how they, you know, there's just so many ways in which we judge each other. Right. Um, but it's not always easy to allow mm-hmm. people to be who they are. You know, yes. what does that actually look like? Because does that mean they can just do whatever they want to you or say whatever they want to you. How do you allow somebody to be who they are, but then still protecting your own space? What I'm learning is allowing someone to be who they are is you being who you are. And Mm -hmm. I'm learning this, you know, like in that moment that someone, you know, I don't know, they say something about my shoes and, I don't like them commenting on my shoes. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, she's saying something about my shoes again. I would say, yo, stop talking about my shoes. Like, I don't like when right. you do that. You know what I mean? And right yeah. there, if they don't want to respect that, then I don't be around them because I know they're going to talk about my shoes. And that's just it. It's just simple, you know? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Right. And so if they don't want to respect, like, we can't respect each other. We can't. Yeah. No, that's what it is. Like if they're on their corner saying, well, no, I'm going to talk about your shoes. That's mean. That's it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> then we don't have our, we don't have a respect because you know, I don't like yeah. to talk about my shoes. You, so you put, you, you make the request, you make the request. You say, this is what I, this is who I am. Yeah. And this is, you know, what I require in my life. I'm making this request of you and I'm giving you a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not forcing you. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a choice to decide if this works for you. Does this vibe with you as well? Right. Well, the, the opportunity is there for them to say that. Right. I can, I can't speak for them. I can't decide. For them. Well, I'm saying that this would be you. You're making the request and saying, I'm requesting that you not talk about my shoes, you yeah, know, like and I, then they get to choose from there. And the, yeah. And then they get to choose and decide, well, you know what, if I, if I want Keisha around, I'm not going to talk about her shoes. And right. if I talk about her shoes, she's not going to be around. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. But then right. If I'm that person that, you know, don't talk about my shoes. They keep talking about shoes and I stay. Then, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I chose it. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. So interestingly, um, and I talked about this right before you came on. So you may or may not have heard me say this, but um, I was talking about dating these days and how everybody's in a rush. Just like they didn't call me within, you know, this amount of time it's over or they must be playing games. And and I've never, I try, well now, I mean, I don't know if I ever have been so anxious where it just has to be like this, you know, happen this fast and it has to happen this way. Um, I just kind of allow the friendship to build and to evolve slowly. And I'm just, you know, curious to know your take on dating and friendship, you know, and, and how those two might play together. Right. Well, I'm definitely no expert. And figuring things out every day myself. <laughs> as, as am I, as, trust me. You know, but most recently, I have had um, the mindset of um, I agree. I agree. I, uh, well, I've always agreed with taking it, so it's always good to have a friend, but it's the divine how you get to know somebody, right? Yeah. You can't get to know somebody off chilling, right? You can't. Right. And and that's good. You you do need to chill, <laughs> you know. But you can't. That's not. It. You know what I mean. Um, sharing yeah. just the things you like, like um, you know, whether it be um, sports, music, those things that you know, extracurricular things. You having a mutual in that is not what's going to build, right? I'm at the age where I want to get married. I want to have a kid, right? So I I don't want to be in a relationship where there's no, there's no view of that. Now I'm not saying I'm in a rush for that. No. Right. But what I'm saying is that we are building towards that. So, um, in that aspect, I'm looking for someone who is interested in that too. Right. And Mm -hmm. and also, and also someone who's going to, uh, get to know me that doesn't just want to be present with me, you know, just enjoy the moment. Right. And that, so now we need, I need to know how are you going to treat me? I have to pay attention to how do you treat me? Right. And do I like how you treat me? Not, am I just having a good time in the moment? And I mean, I wish I knew this earlier, (laughs) you know, (laughs) this is is something, you know, so now, you know, when men approach me, I'm looking like, are you just looking to take from me? Are you just, you know, just because maybe you, you think I have a pretty face or, you know, you, you like my right. shirt or whatever, or you like that thing I did on Instagram or whatever, or are we right. trying to actually get to like, how are you treating me? 
right? Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, I expect him to be looking at how I treat him too and care about that, you know, pay right. attention because I'm a cancer and I'm going to treat you good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overpowered by cancers today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and I think that's important. You absolutely do need to um, again, make your request, define, you know, here it is what I, I, I expect. And, and I think that that's really important. Um, and I also think that uh, I think, I feel like what we're missing out on nowadays on is enjoying the process and allowing the process to unfold. Um, you know, and, and so I think that doing that is what creates that friendship and what really builds that friendship that can hopefully serve as the foundation for the relationship that, you know, that's being built. I, I mean, I've seen stories and, and they're beautiful stories. You know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that those stories are wrong or knocking them, but um, I just saw a post the other day that said we met in June. We um, got engaged in July. We got married in August and nine months later we had our twins, you know, and it's Amazing. like, Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, and that's great for people that, that happens to that's great. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. amazing. We love those. Stories. Yeah. But I also think that um, I think people need to. Yeah, I think people need to take time, be open to it, taking time and not having to call each other every single day, texting every single minute, you know, allow yeah. for space and know what that person's life is about without them. Like, oh, yeah. you do that on Thursdays with that person and you do that, like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to be okay right. with who they are. And you can't do that by being in their face every single day, every single day, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. All right. So we're, we're going to go to another break. But also when we come back, I want to talk about tragedy um, that brings people together and what that might mean for a friendship. So stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and I am joined by Keisha Lee and we are talking about relationships. And so one of the things I wanted to get into um, because we had such a tumultuous year last year um, was what happens when um, tragedy brings people together and, um, you know, when we bond over, a, a, you know, common crisis or trauma and so forth. Um, and, and what that can do, you know, in some ways, um, it's, you know, we need that camaraderie. We need somebody that we can connect with and bond with um, in our most difficult times. And in, in, in other ways, um, it's a case where trauma recognizes trauma and we're attracted to each other's trauma. And then we build a relationship on that foundation. Um, you know, and, and, and so I think, I wonder the extent to which that might have been the case, you know, um, just kind of over a lot of these things that we've seen with the protests, the Black Lives Matter, the, the backlash that, you know, that we experienced just in saying that Black Lives Matter. Um, and, you know, and, and in so many ways, I saw that the connections that came from that um, were quite positive. But I also see the potential for there to be some toxic connections that way. Um, I've had some, you know, I've seen cases. I don't, I won't say this has happened to me directly um, in which some, you know, non black peers have reached out because they feel like they need to do something. And so they'll connect with the black person in their life that they know to try to um, build a bond and build a connection. Um, whereas the black person might feel a little, uncomfortable. Like, um, you know, I'm, 
I don't really want to be the spokesperson for this, you know? Um, and so I've seen a lot of different ways that this has played out. Um, but I'm just curious to see, you know, your, your, you know, your perception on when tragedy happens and we draw closer to each other because of that. Um, you know, have you seen that as a toxic thing or as a healthy thing? Yeah. Um, it's both. I think it's both because, okay. (laughs) No, that's, that's a serious one. Um, the thing is definitely trauma bonds can be very toxic, I think. And I definitely had experience with that. Um, and where I'm at right now, okay. It can be toxic, but it can be healing as well. It is healing because when you are going through traumatic experiences, you need to talk. You need to get that out, right? You, yeah. You you can't let it sit within you and deal with it just in your room by yourself. You need time for that too. You need time to pray, right. time to meditate. You need time to, you need time for everything though. You need a little bit of everything and, and you know, to uplift, right? But you yeah. need to get it out. Now, the step after that is back to self and which direction you want to go. It is, right. com- it is comfortable to be around someone who is going through the same thing as you and you guys can just be in that moment. I think that's an empowering moment and it can be um, it can be the beginning of a decline as well, depending yeah. on how you take it, right? So I personally have stayed really close to um, affirmations, like listen to affirmations at night. On YouTube has a whole bunch of sleep affirmations, etc. And I find that yes. it really puts you in a really good mindset, whether you like it or not. You know, if you can just press play, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, listen, <laughs> I love it. Play, like eight hours, and there's so many different kinds to like, anything you're going through. You write it in, and you do affirmation for stress, anxiety, um, self love, uh, like. Everything you can think of that you think you're having an issue with, there's something on YouTube, yeah. information for that. And then you don't have to think. You could just press play and that puts your mind in the right place. Because I'm telling you, I've been in the toxic situation. And at that time, I wasn't listening to affirmation. But something in my mind got myself out. I said, wait a minute. I'm, we're feeding off the of negativity here and I'm spiraling down now. You know what I mean? It was yeah. good to get it out yeah. and to have someone you know, connect and recognize, and oh my gosh, I'm not crazy, and it's not only me, right. and all of that, and I think we need that, but then we need to get the place of coming out, you know, and so that's a difficult time to um, think for, I think for some people, like when you have a connection, you have, you know, a, a mutual bond, a friendship that is bonded by that, and it's time to, you know, cut from that, that, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think that, um, and so that when that season is over, you know, um, right, and it needs right. to move somewhere else, and and one one both you know one person may not be ready to move on yet. Maybe they're still in that you know, and that's that's yeah. like, that is a difficult thing that people have to go through. That's a whole other thing, you know. Um, so yes, you're right, and I my my solution to it, and many things in life that have been helping me right now, and I'm not an expert, but I just something that's helped me um, is is yeah, it's the affirmations because I don't have to depend on me being positive you know like, yeah I, I mean, yeah I'm, I'm not positive all the time <laughs> you know <laughs> who is right. yeah you know no I think that um one of the most profound things you said is also that we're on our journeys in different places and um you know so while we may have both experienced the same traumatic thing 
um, we may be in two totally different places, you know, where, you know, with our healing and, and have totally different strategies with our healing. And we, we have to be mindful of when one person's place that they're in or one person's strategy um, could potentially pull us down and bring us back to, um, you know, that spiraling place or that place that in which we struggle and suffer. And so I think it's so important to consider that, um, keep that in mind because sometimes it's soothing to be able to relive those, you know, those moments, you know, oh, this was hard for me and, and to talk about it and, and rehash it and rehash it, um, and, and be stuck there and not be able to move beyond that, but to really just find comfort in living in it, you know, um, so I think it's so important. I just love the point that you made that we have to pay attention to where we are in that in that trauma growth um, versus where somebody else might be and whether or not that's helping us our, you know, in our growth or hindering us in our growth. Right. And can I can I say one more thing to that? Please. Yeah. Um, one thing I really appreciate about appreciate about the people, the closest people to me um, in friendship is that in the times where we haven't been on the same page, it hasn't. It hasn't, um, it hasn't stopped our friendship. We yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Like what, cause we're not going to be on the same page all the time. You know, right. we've, we've been honest with each other. We've respected each other's space and we haven't, we haven't, um, taken offense to each other needing space either, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why, like, uh, you know, I mentioned those two girls, Ebony and Tasha, I don't, like, they, they're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Right. We have those bonds, you know, where we know we're confident, we're secure and that, you know, it's not going anywhere, um, that we are solid in, in where we are, who we are. And then we have those friendships that are there for the season, you know, that are there for a certain phase. And, and I think it's important for us to to recognize that um, we may not always know in the moment, but time comes the time comes where it's like, okay, this obviously was not supposed to be, you know, um, it, this was for a season. This was for a lesson learned, or this was for my growth or, you know, yeah. there's a lot of different reasons why people, you know, it's a lesson that, and, and that way, like nothing is bad. Everything is something, whatever's in your path, like whatever's going on with me, I needed to learn that. I might yes. be mad that I needed to learn that, but I needed to learn <laughs> it and it's nobody else's fault. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and we've just got to own those, those um, lessons. And, you know, it's not always because you did something wrong or because, you know, you're not good enough. It's sometimes it's because you're being positioned for greater that there's, you know, you're, you're in training, you're in boot camp, <laughs> um, and being positioned for, for greater things in your life. Um, not, not, I'm not saying greater than that person, or we're not knocking people, but I'm saying just, you know, there's, there's a potential path that, that it lays before you to follow, um, that won't be done well if certain relationships are maintained in your life. Um, when I, when I look at, intimate relationships in particular, I think about your, you know, how that corresponds with our purpose. So if our purpose is, um, I I need, my purpose is I need to take this little seedling, plant it into the ground and, and nurture it until it becomes an oak tree. That's my purpose. That's what I need to do. And so if I have friends in my life, who watch me as I take this little seedling in my hand and laugh at me and say, what, what are you doing? That's stupid. Or if I put it in the ground and they come up behind me and they dig it back up or 
they stomp on it. Um, you know, as opposed to maybe sitting on the ground with me and helping me pat the dirt down or helping me water it, you know, um, or if they see it become an oak tree and they're jealous of the big oak tree that, they, that I got, you know, those are all kinds of things that, you know, if, if they can't handle your purpose and they're not there to help nurture that purpose, that's major, you know, that's and so so we have to go to one more break and then I'm going to, I would love your thoughts on that. And then just any final words um, when we come back. So okay. everybody stay with us. Dr. Pamela and I am joined by uh, Keisha Lee and we were talking about friendships. And right before the break, I, I, I gave a little bit of an illustration about, you, you know, your purpose. And when you have one and your friends either love it or they don't. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I I just think it's important to always stick with your purpose, keep going. Yeah. And um, I, 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 I kind of like I said earlier, I think in my youth, I was intimidated by that kind of attitude. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to, um, I think it's important to not be intimidated if I hold on to it, by use that as strength and don't shy away from it. Like, I don't think those are the, I don't think you need to cut those people off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think, I think you maybe you don't want to talk about those things with them, but also I think that it's, it's good for you to keep push you and motivate you. And like, you think I can't. Okay, good. Mm. Think, think that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and focus on. Oh, I've certainly had those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I most certainly had those where, where the naysayers have actually been, been a fuel, a source of fuel, you know, that, that have motivated me on forward. So absolutely. Um, so I, I just, I, I definitely wanted to give, um, the audience an opportunity to learn about how they can reach you and anything that you're doing that you may want them to know about. Yes. Hi. (laughs) Well, my name is (laughs) Keisha Lee. My website is KeishaLee.com and that's where you'll see my brand new video. I guess it's, it's new video now. Got somebody. Um, and it's uh, a song I wrote in the first wave. Uh, and I hope it's something that uplifts people and um, gives you some strength and encourages you to speak to each other and, and not isolate. Um, and so, and I do have. I think that's the wrong website that's up there. I just want to make sure I vocalize that so we can change oh, yes. it to the right. That's not there me. we go. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> go yes, ahead. That's, that's the YouTube. That's great. YouTube, <laughs> um, also, follow me on Instagram, Keisha Lee. I'm on all the social media platforms. And um, stay tuned. Um, yes, stream the song and watch the video and stay tuned for the next song that's going to be out over the next couple months. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we will definitely do that. And we'll add a link um, so that everybody can hear um, and engage, especially with this last one that you're talking about. What is it called? Got somebody. Got somebody. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you joining us uh, this 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 week. And um, it's been you're welcome. It's one of my favorite uh, topics. It's an important one because I think it's the foundation for all of our connections or, or, you know, or it really should be, um, you know, friendship. So um, for the rest of you, uh, I appreciate you all joining us uh, for a robust discussion this week on the live exchange. Um, Make sure that you tune in uh, with us every week, um, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And remember, together, we can right the wrongs, we can speak the truth, we can rise above, and we can stand for change. Have an empowering week.